in 2023, in January, the IRS Chief Counsel Office came out with not one, but two letter memorandums where they state that cryptocurrencies are not to be treated like stocks and securities. Well, that was very exciting news for the XRP community trying to wage battle with Gary Gensler, the SEC. But was this an accurate ruling? Is this a correct ruling? We're going to play around with how we interpret the law today on the Clinton Donnelly Show, where I explore how taxation and regulation affect your life every day. Now a word from our sponsor. This show is sponsored by CryptoTaxAudit.com, the income tax experts for U.S. crypto investors. They offer a full suite of crypto tax reporting services for medium and large investors. They can calculate your crypto gains, prepare a complete tax return reporting your crypto income, and defend you in an IRS audit of your crypto reporting. Are you frustrated with using online crypto tax calculation services? Are you a high-frequency trader, active NFT investor, play-to-earn DeFi, DGEN? Crypto Tax Audit does it all. No client is too complex for their in-house crypto accountants. Better still, they can defend your results in an audit by the IRS. No online tax service offers that. Are you frustrated that your accountant doesn't understand crypto taxes? Crypto tax audits, CPAs, and enrolled agents do complex crypto tax returns for breakfast. They use a proven, bulletproof crypto tax return methodology to prepare a return that does not attract the IRS attention. Crypto tax audit also offers an exclusive audit defense membership service. It's like car insurance for your tax return. If any member's return gets selected by the IRS for an audit of crypto reporting, they will defend you at no additional charge for the entire life of the audit. No one, no one offers anything like audit defense membership. No crypto tax firm has defended as many crypto traders in IRS audits as crypto tax audit. They have an amazing win rate. Why not trust your tax return to the best in the business? Go to CryptoTaxAudit.com to schedule a private tax consultation now. My name is Clinton Donnelly. I'm also known as the Crypto Tax Fixer on Twitter. I have a law degree specializing in international financial regulation, and I have clients in 71 countries. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes and are not legal advice. Experts can disagree. The tax and the regulations are complex and subtle. Your situation is unique, so always Get the advice of a professional before you make a decision. Today's show, we're going to explore IRS rulings. In January of 2023, the IRS Chief Counsel's Office, these are the, the law group of the IRS, came out with a ruling to inform people on how they would treat certain things. In this case, how are they going to treat worthless securities? Also, how cryptocurrencies would be handled for charitable purposes. These two private letter rulings both have the same paragraph in them. We're going to explore that paragraph. Letter ruling 
2023-02011, the paragraph of interest. And it refers to a section of the tax code called 165 paragraph G. It says that for the purposes of this subsection, the term security means a share or of stock in a corporation or the right to subscribe for or to receive a share of stock in a corporation or any of these other sorts of things listed here. I won't read it. As you can see, the word security has a very specific meaning. We call this a term of art. That means that its meaning is not the meaning you would typically associate with it. It's specifically meant here. This definition of security only applies to this subsection. That subsection is section 165G on worthless securities. I'm going to skip back to the paragraph that we were looking at. The letter says, Cryptocurrency B is none of the items listed in section 165G2, and therefore, section 165G2 does not apply. So this is interesting. They basically make a very blunt statement, and of course, they did this in two letters, that the cryptocurrency is none of the items listed in this section. The cryptocurrency B is a hypothetical cryptocurrency reference. But is that true? If you recall, the word security is a term of art. But guess what? Share of stock in a corporation, these are terms of art as well. Let's dig into them. Now, where are these defined? They're not defined in this section. They're defined in what happens to be section 7701, which is the definition section of the tax law. And as it says here at the beginning, when used in this title, title means the entire tax code, where not otherwise distinctly expressed, these are the terms, right? These are the universal definitions for the tax code unless otherwise stated. The third definition happens to be corporation. The term corporation includes associations, joint stock companies, and insurance companies. Now, if we were talking about Apple Corporation, that's, that's a joint stock company. So what is an association? Well, it turns out the word association is not a term of art. It is not given a special definition. So we have to skip back to other dictionaries to find out what the word association means. We're going to pull that apart now. Here we have an IRS webpage. The title of this webpage is Definition of an Association. In general, an association is a group of persons banded together for a specific purpose. A group of persons banded together. That's kind of a general word for a specific purpose. That's all it takes. There are lots of different associations out there. These could be clubs. It could be associations that are incorporated, associations that are unincorporated. Now let's look at one example of an association. If we go to the Ethereum website, they have something called a DAO defined. The first DAOs occurred on the Ethereum website. So I think this is a fairly authoritative place to go. A DAO is, and this, this is very similar to the association definition, a DAO is a collectively owned blockchain-governed organization working towards a shared mission. Ah, that sounds like the shared purpose that we saw on the association definition. So a DAO would be, under the tax code in the U.S., an association. Here's an interesting article from the Bitcoin magazine. Why the Bitcoin network is the original DAO. And it, talked about it because it was a peer-to-peer -peer consensus mechanism upon which all the people that were participating in had a shared purpose, right? So we see that DAO, that all cryptocurrencies fall into this definition of a DAO, whether the 
voting authority is happening at a node level or at an individual owner of a token or coin level. So this brings us back to this definition of an association. We just showed that cryptocurrencies are associations under the tax law, and therefore they are corporations under the tax law. Well, now that's interesting. As we saw back in the definition here in section 165, a security, what's a security? Is a share of stock in a corporation. Well, we know it's a corporation, but is it a share of stock? Well, it turns out that share of stock is also defined. Well, somewhat defined. The word stock is defined. The word share is not, but uh, it's the word shareholder is defined. So you can kind of deduce the meaning here. The word stock includes shares in an association. So the notion of association can be applied to shares. The word shareholder, while the word shares is not defined, shareholder is. Shareholder is a member of an association. So when you hold a coin, a token, you also could be considered a shareholder of that association of the tax code. So now we come back here to section 165, and we have seen that cryptocurrencies meet the definition of a corporation and owners of them would be owners in that basically the tokens would represent shares of that corporation as defined in the tax code. And therefore, cryptocurrencies could be defined as securities in this section of the tax law. We come back to this private letter ruling and we see that the conclusion cryptocurrencies are none of the items listed in section 165 G2 may not be completely true. There might be a fairly compelling argument that that is not true. What we have not done is I have not looked at the court cases. There are very few court cases in this area of the law related to cryptocurrencies, but there are, of course, to associations. I haven't studied that. There could be a number of different things. The tax law does not address directly virtual currencies until just recently and then only in part, and I can show you what happened there. But what we have here is that just because the private letter ruling says that cryptocurrencies are not securities doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And this brings rise to what some people like to say are conservative opinions and aggressive opinions on the tax code. People love to say, well, this is the conservative position. And that's what accountants' goal is to say, this is the most conservative interpretation of the tax law. A lot of people are worried about getting in trouble with the IRS. They want to stay as far away from any trouble with the IRS as possible. So they're very interested in conservative opinions. Another way of looking at conservative is, it is the way by which you pay the most amount of tax to the IRS. It's conservative in that there's no line of reasoning for the IRS to demand even more tax. So that's conservative. If you're not worried about how much tax you pay, that's the route you're going to go. Aggressive is anything that's not conservative for most people, and that scares them. They like to call things aggressive when it's not conservative. But I don't think that's a, a fair dichotomy. It's more like driving on the freeway. The speed limit says 55. Conservative means you should not go over 55. And by the way, you don't really know how accurate your speedometer is, so maybe you should keep it at 53 or 54 because you don't want to go over 55. If you go over 55, you're going to pay a ticket. Well, the fact of the matter is it's not true. People know that you can go faster than the speed limit within reason. Go 60 and probably not get a ticket in most places. So 
that would be considered aggressive. You're going, of course, over the speed limit. You're somewhat breaking the law. You know, you're not going 90. You're not aggressively breaking the law. So this conservative versus aggressive labeling is a little, is a little bit too black and white for the realities of the tax code. In the tax code, if the IRS in an audit and a court decides that you're wrong, well, you pay the tax in a small penalty. You pay a ticket, small penalty. It's not, it's not jail time. It's, this is a matter of interpretation. And as you can see here, it's not always as crystal clear as this letter would like to suggest. So let me give you some more perspective here. The IRS put out what's called the hierarchy of authority. Some things are more authoritative than others. The tax code itself, the Internal Revenue Code, as they see at the top, is legally binding statute. It's what Congress approved. So that is the highest authority in terms of the law. Beneath that would be Treasury regulations. Regulations are is a formal process by which IRS has proposed regulations. There's a time of comment from the public, and then they can implement a full finalized regulation. So it's a, it's a more of a vetted purpose. Regulations interpret the law. Beneath that, we need additional interpretations, and the IRS has a variety of mechanisms that they do that. There's revenue rulings, revenue procedures, there's notices and announcements. For example, notice 2014-21 was the one that announced what the cryptocurrencies were to be treated as assets, as virtual currency assets. So that's where notices come in. Beneath that, we have something listed here in blue, written determinations. And as you notice over here on the side, this is from the IRS chart, this is guidance in these two Second and third tiers are what's called guidance. The fourth tier here, which is the private letter ruling that we were just looking at, is not guidance. It is based on a straw man set of facts, and it's an opinion from the IRS counsel's office. It is not to be used as a precedence in any sort of way. So it is not the definitive interpretation of the law at all. It's simply the IRS uh, counsel's opinion. Beneath that, we have other forms of information, the lowest rung of authority. And there are a lot of information about virtual currency here. There's a virtual currency FAQ on the IRS website. So FAQs are not authoritative. There are other sorts of help forms and videos. You know, all of this is the lowest priority. So there's a hierarchy of authority. That's what this is trying to show here. And it looks like the private letter ruling that the IRS counsel's office came out with on, well, there's two of them, that their interpretation that cryptos are not securities may not be as strong as one would want. Well, hey, I hope you've enjoyed this little analysis of the tax law, and I hope that was fun. Again, this was entertainment. Uh, it was not for legal advice. There are definitely a lot of subtleties in the tax law and regulations, as you've seen, and experts can disagree. So always get advice before you act in your own personal situation. Thanks very much. And remember, taxes are sexy.